0: Good morning and welcome to KXAN News today. Here are your Tuesday morning headlines. A new phase in the murder trial of an Austin police officer, Christopher Taylor, is expected to start today. He shot and killed 42-year-old Mike Ramos during an incident back in April of 2020. The state is expected to wrap up as soon as today and Taylor's defense will take over. We could hear from Christopher Taylor if he decides to take the stand.
1: Today, the Senate is expected to confirm Jack Lew as the next US ambassador to Israel. The White House started working to kickstart this confirmation process after the October 7th terrorist attack. Congressional recess and other issues had delayed it after President Biden nominated Lou in September.
0: If you live in the Saddlebrook community in San Marcos, you are under a boil water notice because of a line break. You should boil your water because of that, and you should not drink, wash your hands or face or brush your teeth with that water. The water should be brought to a, roiling, a rolling boil, and then it should be boiled for two minutes after that.
1: Happy Halloween here on October 31st. Uh, the rain has passed through, and so we're looking forward to a good trick-or-treating evening. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller.
0: I'm Sally Hernandez. All right, Sean. All eyes are on you, and it looks like a great forecast <laughs> it for does. tonight.
2: It does. Very fall-like, nice and chilly, and the rain is out of here. Yeah. We are dealing with a few isolated rain showers early this morning, but by trick-or-treating time, i mean, we're talking about temperatures here that are going to be pretty nice. I mean. Yeah, it's going to be a little cold here, especially after sunset, but by 5 p.m. we'll be into the middle 50s, we'll have high temperatures into the upper 50s, and then 7, 8, 9 o'clock we're dipping down into the 40s, and we get ready for... A very cold night ahead, early tomorrow morning. We're likely dealing with our first freeze for many of us outside of Austin, Williamson County, and out towards the hill country. The first freeze warning of the season 3 a.m. through 10 a.m. So we wanna make sure we're being mindful of this. We're getting ahead of the situation. We're making sure that our pets, pipes, and plants are uh, taken care of here as we head towards later on again tonight. For right now, we're not dealing with freezing cold temperatures, but it feels like we're in the 30s out into portions of the Hill Country from Mason County and into San Sabah. 45 is the wind chill in Georgetown. 41 in Bastrop, a chilly start for many. With a few isolated rain showers out towards the south and east, that is it. We'll continue to dry and out, and we'll talk about the warm-up that we'll see as we head towards the weekend. That's coming up.
0: Opening statements in the murder trial of Caitlin Armstrong are set for tomorrow morning and she's the woman accused of shooting and killing professional cyclist Mel Wilson. Police say that Armstrong left the country during that investigation and U.S. Marshals found her and caught her later a month later in Costa Rica.
1: And earlier this month police say Armstrong tried to escape custody by running away from corrections officers when they took her to a doctor's appointment in South Austin. A lot of you've been asking us if you're going to be able to watch this trial live we can only film opening statements and the closing arguments. KXN's
0: Brianna Hollis has insight from legal experts about who decides if cameras are allowed in the courtroom.
3: And it's really a balancing
4: act. When it comes to media access for trials, the decision is ultimately up to the judge on a case-by-case basis. In Armstrong's case, Judge Brenda Kennedy says we can film opening statements, closing arguments, the verdict, and if it comes to it, the sentencing. Even though cameras are only allowed in during those times, reporters are allowed to be in the courtroom throughout the trial and report what happens. While we couldn't speak directly with Judge Kennedy about her decision, retired Judge Charlie Bayard, an expert witness and former Travis County Assistant District Attorney Kevin Madison, weighed in.
2: Typically three factors that go into it. First is, the uh, safety and security of the jurors.
4: Bayard says judges also consider how cameras could impact courtroom demeanor and how televising a trial could impact future jurors. If a mistrial occurs,
0: Would witnesses be
2: intimidated by uh, a TV camera, knowing that they're going to what they say in co- open court is going to be shown. But
3: it does have an impact. I think on folks that are testifying and also on counsel. It can affect it where people uh, do more grandiose things or may feel uh, less compelled to bring forth certain questions and worry about public reaction.
4: Brianna Hollis, KXAN News.
1: Also this morning, we're learning some new details about that main mass shooter. We now know he tried to purchase a silencer for his gun months before the attack.
0: A Maine gun shop owner says Robert Card ordered the silencer, but on the last layer of verification, he did answer yes when it comes to his mental health history, answering yes to the questions of asking if he was in a mental institution or had a history of mental health issues, so he never got the silencer, but his guns were not taken away. Under Maine law, that would only happen if he was forcibly committed for mental health treatment.
1: Five months before the shooting, the gunman's family members alerted the local sheriff's office. They say they were becoming concerned about his deteriorating mental health, noting he had access to guns. Searchers found the suspect dead two days after that shooting. It is looking increasingly likely that the governor is going to call back Texas lawmakers for a fourth special legislative session. Texas House adjourning its meeting after only a few minutes yesterday. Still no debate on one of the governor's top priorities, education savings accounts, which would let some families use public money to pay for private school. We talked to a political expert who explained why this bill is facing such a tough path in the House.
0: I think it's going to be extremely tough because the coalition that we have seen in the House remains and that is a coalition of Democrats and rural Republicans who are not supporting what you call it vouchers, school choice, uh, various terminology.
1: The third special legislative session is wrapping up a week from today and remember you can stay up to date on all of our special session coverage. Check out the special State of Texas section under the News tab at KXAN.com.
0: Austin's very own Willie Nelson is going to celebrate the start of Halloween with a new book. Check it out, titled Energy Follows Thought. The book looks back on the songs the legend brought to life over seven decades as a songwriter. The book comes out today, and then on Friday, the 90-year-old Nelson joins the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with the induction ceremony. Congrats to him. Anti-Semitic attacks are on the rise when it comes to college campuses, what the Biden administration is doing to fight it. And are you going
1: trick-or-treating tonight? We've got some tips for parents from a kid himself. Some last-minute suggestions you're going to want to hear.
0: Good morning, everyone. This is a live look at a beautiful view of the city of Austin skyline on this Halloween. Thanks for joining us here on KXAN News Today. We got your weather covered when it comes to the trick-or-treaters tonight and your traffic as you get to where you're going later on this morning. But first up, your news. The Biden administration unveiled its new plan to combat anti-Semitism on college campuses. There's
1: been an alarming increase in both anti-Semitic and Islamophobic incidents on campuses nationwide coincided with the start of the Israel-Hamas war earlier this month. As part of the plan, the Department of Justice and Homeland Security will partner with campus law enforcement. It's going to track hate-related rhetoric online and provide federal resources to schools. Cornell University now has local and state police protecting their Center for Jewish Living. It's after anti-Semitic messages threatening violence were posted online. Cornell's Center for Jewish Living president saying that extra police presence is comforting, but the climate has fellow students rattled.
4: To be
5: frank, it's it's kind of impossible. Most of us aren't able to focus on our studies. If we end up going to class, we, we aren't able to pay attention to what's being taught. Um, all we can think about are you know is is our safety and our and our lives.
1: The White House is also highlighting a change that was made earlier in the year that makes it clear that the Civil Rights Act of nineteen sixty-four prohibits certain forms of anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. Federal border agents must stop cutting razor wire by Operation Lone Star in most cases. It's been happening along the Texas-Mexico border and this new ruling coming down from a federal judge in Del Rio. It includes a stipulation that the agents can still cut the barriers to provide aid during medical emergencies. The temporary injection will keep federal agents from cutting wire in Eagle Pass for two weeks. Texas sued the Biden administration last week. Judge's order only specifically mentions wire installed in Eagle Pass. Texas National Guard members previously installed wire in Brownsville, though, as well as El Paso. As the temperatures keep dropping this morning, down to freezing in some areas, how this could affect parents and kids who are in for a chilling night. Good morning. A live look outside from our Whittlesey Landscape Supply camera in Round Rock. Traffic moving along here as we kick off a chilly Halloween morning. Thanks for being with us. To the news here, and San Marcos, police arrested a man on murder charges. Want to show you the suspect here. This is 32-year-old Andre Simon. Police took him into custody without incident last night. He's the suspect in what police are calling a murder that happened earlier Monday we are in contact with police working to get more information on what exactly happened details have been limited san marcus says it is the third homicide this year for the city
0: trick-or-treating is a fun rite of passage for so many kiddos out there but dark colored costumes could put your kid at risk of being struck by a car it's
1: something you don't always think about as a parent but maybe you should what are some things you can do to make sure that your kids are safe while trick-or-treating KXAN's Kiara Smith has some answers.
5: It's that time of the year where trick-or-treaters will be scattering from house to house to get some treats for Halloween. But as exciting as this holiday can be, it can be dangerous if people do not take the proper safety precautions. The Public Information Officer of the Chicopee Police Department says it's not only important for parents to make sure their children are visible on Halloween night, but it's also important that drivers drive with extra caution.
3: Just have the parents, you know, give them a flashlight, have them put some kind of lights on the costume so they're more visible from the cars coming down the roads. Uh, as far as the drivers, just be aware in you know heavy congested areas where the kids are going to be out trick-or-treating. Just kind of slow down, keep your eyes on the side of the road because the kids can be darting in and out from parked cars.
5: He says drivers should also avoid being distracted and pay attention to their surroundings. Safety experts say trick-or-treaters should use the sidewalk and use crosswalks when crossing the street and odian says it's also important that trick-or-treaters and their parents go through the candy before eating it
3: to make sure it's safe to eat when they get home with the candies just have the parents check your candy to make sure it's all edible make sure nothing's already been opened and put in the bags by mistake
0: you know what let's turn to the experts here when it comes to trick-or-treating let's turn to the kids craig <laughs> melvin from the today show talked to new york third grader caleb wade about his wisdom when he comes to you know all his years of (laughs) trick-or-treating Caleb says it's important to have good manners good for you Caleb and say Mm -hmm. thank you when you get your Halloween candy and he adds don't be greedy save the candy for other kiddos only take one and always remember brush your teeth before you go to bed don't get cavities especially with all those sweets but heads up parents Caleb has one tip for you
5: never hand out anything other than candy you should never you should really never do that because this day is about giving out candy no raisins no corn no oranges maybe i'll take the raisins with the candy but no raisins at all
0: there you go caleb Caleb says reese's are his favorite candy and reese's are also the nationwide Favorite. Yeah, those are great I tips. agree, aren't yeah, they? I'm going to
1: have to no take raisins. those raisins back to the store. Oh,
0: you did get the raisins? <laughs> no, you're <laughs> not <laughs> a household. Okay. It's okay. It's <laughs> okay. I actually appreciate when the kids don't come home with a ton of candy. Yeah, you know, there's like someone some just raisin. looking
1: out. There's someone
2: okay. looking out yeah. for are They're, it. Trying. They're, They're trying. trying. They're
0: trying. They're trying. <laughs> They're trying their best.
2: Um, you know, we're looking at a really nice forecast this evening. Yeah. I'm glad it's not going to be 80 degrees because who wants a trigger or treat yeah. when it's 80 degrees? It's not spooky. It's not spooky at all. You know what? What is spooky, though, is through the next 24 hours, we are going to see some changes here that get even colder than where we're at right now. But for the daytime, yes, it's going to be pretty. Yes, we're looking at daytime temperatures that are warmer than yesterday. But tomorrow morning at this time, we're likely dealing with our first freeze of the season for many of us outside of Austin. 45 degrees. A Live look out in Round Rock along I-35. Waking up the temperatures in the hill country right now that are at 41 in San Saba, 41 in Mason, 46 from Bastrop up through Cameron at 45 degrees, and you factor in the wind chill component, and this is what it feels like. We're down into the 30s in San Saba, 37 in Mason, 37 in Blanco. So it's a chilly start to the morning here. You need that winter jacket. Prepare for the cold, but you don't need the rain gear today. Mm -hmm. Let's fast forward. This is tomorrow morning, where we're likely dealing with our first freeze of the season for many, Williamson County, maybe portions in around Milam County and then much of the Hill Country dealing with the light freeze for a few hours. So we wanna make sure that we're protecting our plants, our pets, and if you have any exposed pipes, you definitely may wanna consider uh, covering them, especially for those out in the Hill Country. The lake levels, look at this. This has been fantastic news since Friday or since last Thursday, that is, we're up five feet. Lake Travis there looking a whole lot better. That water temperature continuing to cool off there down into the low 70s. The clouds and radar showing a cloudy sky. We're dealing with a few scattered light rain showers out towards our eastern viewing area. we got one spot shower leaving Travis County. Some light rain from Giddings down through the Grange and Fayette County. The wider picture showing we've got dry air working its way in. The future cast shows by 10, 11 a.m., the clouds are gone, and we're finally dealing with some good sunshine. It's been a while since we've had a nice sunny day, and we'll start to see even better conditions with a mainly sunny sky all day tomorrow for Wednesday. Look at this warm-up, though, as we head towards the end of the week and into the weekend. We're back into the 80s with increasing humidity, but still rain-free.
0: Thank you, Sean, to weather the cold. The city of Austin opened up libraries, parks, and rec buildings, just as warming centers for those who really need it.
1: And the city is hoping that there's this new text alert feature that's going to help save lives. As KXN's Jayla Washington reports, this new feature specifically focuses on people experiencing homelessness.
4: People wearing blankets as coats or with hoods up, just trying to stay warm. It's terrible, I mean, is you were out here, and then if you don't have a tent, You really messed up. Najee Salim says he's been homeless for a while now. These shelters, they normally put put something on uh, on a door let you know, okay, cold front coming in tonight. It's glad to know the city of Austin also has a new system to send out text alerts to warn people who are living outside like him about weather changes. But a lot of people out here ain't got no phone. And that is something the city of Austin's homeless strategy department has considered.
2: But typically what we'll do is
4: the interim director, David Gray, telling me they hope they could at least reach those who do have phones. Those
2: individuals who do receive the text messages, we know that they're sharing the information with their colleagues in the encampments in which they reside.
4: Grace says they already sent out two alerts since last Wednesday, reaching more than thirty five hundred people, and that their team will continue going around to warn people throughout the city before big weather events. So this
2: database is built off of pre-existing phone numbers that we've collected through our outreach.
4: Through this outreach, Grace says they'll add more numbers to the database and the text the city sends will also give information about how to protect yourself or where you can go.
2: Anything that we can do to give them early and advanced notice, not only equips them with the knowledge to take action to protect themselves, but it can really save lives.
4: Jayla Washington, KXAN News.
0: Thank you, Jayla. Uh, The city of Austin plans to also add an opt-in feature for these sorts of alerts. In some cases, people who receive them will be able to respond to really help those who are most vulnerable in some of the severe weather situations that we may have. Hey, remember, WARN Central Texas is one of the services and features that you can sign up for. It's part of the capital area of council governments. WARN Central Texas includes city and county government alerts in nearly every one of the counties serving our viewing area. You see the map on your screen and you could also see it closer right now on kxan.com.
1: There is a new nationwide effort looking into why mothers are dying from pregnancy and in some cases delivery complications.
0: Yeah, the U.S. Health and Human Services Department is funding 16 research centers nationwide. Four of them are going to be right here in Texas. Our media partners over at the Texas Tribune reporting that these new centers will be located at universities that enroll a high proportion of students of color. Each center addressing the specific needs of pregnant and parenting people in their local communities. And looking into whether these interventions could have an impact on maternal mortality. Now, for some context, there is state data that was released just last year And it shows most deaths were preventable and listed several recommendations to help women. One of those suggestions includes expanding access to comprehensive health services for women before, during, and a year after giving birth. The other recommendation tackles racial disparities, state information showing black women die while giving birth at a higher rate compared to other women here in Texas let's talk about Dell valley it's been long considered a food desert if you live out there not a lot of grocery stores within reach but one austin city council member wants to change that and is requesting something again. Vanessa Fuentes, representing District Two, sent a letter to H-E-B's CEO requesting that the company build a store in Del Valley. A food desert is an area without access to affordable and healthy food. And according to that letter, people in Del Valley have to drive 20, maybe 30 minutes to get to the closest grocery store. Back in March, we reported Del Valley is the largest food desert in Travis County and that H-E-B has purchased a plot of land right at the corner there of highway 71 and fm 973 but the company has decided not to build on it until the area becomes more developed well that's a problem says want in her letter she claims Del Valley has grown at a much faster rate than the city of austin and the area continues to grow rapidly
2: this is kxan sports brought to you by thomas j henry
3: good morning to you. texas rangers and diamondbacks shift the world series from arlington to Arizona and that's just fine with the Rangers undefeated on the road in the postseason just a remarkable record how about this Tommy Pham base hit Christian Walker runs right through the stop sign, and that's a mistake Adolis Garcia throws him out and he's out there in right field going whatever and then a run in and Corey Seager first pitch he sees two-run homer and that's the big blow Texas up three to nothing Max Scherzer did have to leave with back tightness Garcia had to leave with side tightness, but Adolis Chapman, how about that? The double play ball in the eighth. They had a run in with a runner at first and no outs and only one run and then Jose LeClerc closes her down and Rangers stay undefeated on the road in the postseason. More important, two wins away from the World Series. Game four is tonight back in Phoenix. Well, tonight the first college football rankings come out. It'll be interesting to see where the Longhorns land compared to other one-loss teams as they get to set or get set rather to take on K-State on Saturday. Back to you.
0: Roger, thank you for those listening on the KXA and Today podcast. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Stick around for the five o'clock hour. Here's what we're tracking for you. Concerns over artificial intelligence and how lawmakers are tracking it here in Texas. What is the future of tech here? And is it safe?